there's a, a void. There's like a, a bit of an emptiness at the moment because I don't get to see him as much as I'd like. It's kind of probably taught me and reinforced just how important we are for each other. You're listening to the England Rugby Podcast, O2 Inside Line, and I am Ben Youngs. Uh, part of the England men's senior squad, and I, I suppose do my trade at Leicester Tigers uh, in the Premiership. I play scrum half, which essentially is the, the glue between the forwards and the backs. You've got to be quite good at just letting things off your chest quickly, so if things don't go right, bounce back quickly. You've got to sort of be that way inclined, like get on with the next thing. Growing up, I was a, a lot smaller than everyone else in my age group. You know, as a young boy, I just enjoyed being outside, kicking the ball around, playing rugby. Grew up on a family farm. It's about 20 minutes from a little town called Holt in North Norfolk, near the coast. I've got 28 first cousins. So my life growing up, spent a lot of time with my cousins, being outside on the farm and, and having a lot of freedom, which was very enjoyable. In school holidays, I think all, all my aunts had the same idea as my mum, as how, how on earth do you keep two children busy with all this time off in, in holidays? So often we'd meet uh, maybe down the beach or go to uh, one of my cousin's house, kick a ball around, maybe play rugby, play football. It was just about a mass gathering every other day probably and try and wear us out. I initially started playing football. My dad took me to football um, and my brother didn't really enjoy football. So my dad, because my dad never wanted to force it upon us. Obviously he came from a rugby background and he really wanted to leave it up to ourselves to figure that out. We were doing football and then we kind of like weren't really enjoying it. So then he, then he said, okay, maybe let's try this. You might enjoy this more rugby. And so I just joined on a Sunday instead of my brother and, and away we went with that. I think what probably captivated me really was the team spirit of it, feeling a part of something. A lot of my cousins were obviously playing there. I was really the smallest by a mile anyway in my own age group, and I actually played a year up. I loved it, and I enjoyed getting the ball and trying to evade people. And, you know, anyone ever asked me, oh, I'm, you know, I'm 10 or 12, and what's the advice? Just enjoy it if you love it. There's no advice more than that. My brother, when he was 16, he moved up to Leicester to go pursue it. He joined the academy, so he moved away from home. And I guess I'd have been 14 at the time, and I thought, wow, like, I want to do that. It wasn't, I want to be a professional. It was just like, I want to follow in his footsteps. When you've got an older brother, you do look up to them. So for me, the admiration comes from just watching him do it and then going to watch him playing games and seeing the improvements, seeing like him fulfill out a dream. I suppose watching that journey for three years before you can have the ability to do it, I guess made me, made the desire even, even stronger to, to follow and do that. I was really fortunate. I went to a brilliant school in, in Gresham and I went there from pre-prep school and then senior school. The school allowed me to do all kinds of sports, all kinds of activities, you know, fixtures, training, all those little bits. I certainly felt 
Free is probably a little bit corny, but I did feel like free and I felt like nothing really mattered apart from just running around and playing. The hardest thing for me was the academic part of it. I was diagnosed with dyslexia when I was nine years old. I think at first they probably just thought I was maybe potentially really lazy. But like having to like stand up and read a passage or do things like that would, was so out of my comfort zone that it was, it felt like the walls were closing in on me, you know? I think the whole class probably thought, oh no, it's Ben reading, like it's going to take 20 minutes like <laughs> to do a page. I had teachers that were patient. I had teachers that were willing to invest in me. There was like a, a section at the school which was just dedicated to, to children with dyslexia. And it, in total, it was about the extra two hours of the week where like you can almost do a class and then revisit it. I feel very fortunate that I had that. Not everyone gets that. You know, if you're not getting that, then you need to go and ask for, for help and, and don't be afraid to reach out because by reaching out and asking for help, you're actually doing, you're doing a great thing where we are now to where even where I was when I left. The understanding of it is far greater, the, the patience for it is far greater, and I think the help is there. I can read, you know, like it's something that might take you a minute to read, might take me a minute and a half, you know, and things like that. So it's just understanding that that's what it is. Playing rugby did change my school experience because it kind of gave me confidence, which potentially was taken away on the academic side, so it kind of bridged the gap. The team stuff, the freedom it gives, running around on a Sunday, burning off energy, playing in tournaments, being a part of something, like, what's there not to love about that? Take a little bit of a dent maybe in the morning and by the afternoon I felt good again. It's allowed me to fulfill out a, you know, not, not everyone gets to do the, the job they love. I've been able to fulfill a dream and, and do something I've loved for the best part of 16 years professionally and go on for all the benefits and everything that's given me. But actually, if you look at it from skills that you can actually take when it's all done and leave the game, just connecting with people, being able to lead, being able to hold your own, I suppose, in a, in a meeting and, and, and how those bits have vision, look at goals, how they work, um, there's so much more to it than just 80 minutes at a weekend. Like there's so much done throughout the week. There's so many skills that you pick up along the way that I think she'll have a have a lasting effect on the on the rest of my my life. My name's James Knight and Ben Youngers has been one of my best friends since we were kids and still is to this day. Ben as a as a child, as a kid, was he was good fun. He was a cheeky chappy, I guess. Yeah, he was a nightmare as a trainer as a kid. He was obsessed with WWE and the wrestling, so any chance he could put a wrestling move into training, he would do so. I remember once our first coach, Mike Bush, he was so angry with Ben, he actually stormed in, into the clubhouse and refused to coach until Ben and probably myself had to go apologise for throwing out too many wrestling moves. But um, he just enjoyed it, and that's what it was all about for him. Going down on a Sunday morning, enjoying his rugby, having fun with his mates. He probably always was our best player. But at that time, I think it was you know, all very much a natural talent. Um, he certainly wasn't one of the best trainers, which obviously must have changed over the years. But yeah, there was certainly a, a talented kid in there. He's been at the top for 12 years now, which is an awful long time. For Ben to become England's most capped ever player, if it happens when it happens, it'll be a huge 
a huge proud moment for Norfolk Rugby. It will be a proud moment for myself and for his family. Um, obviously, the family have been through a lot and he's c- continued to do what he's doing, which is, you know, credit to him. And I think we spoke probably not that long ago. Yeah, he decided that's what he wanted. He wanted to become English. Uh, most cap player he's dedicated his, himself to that he's got himself probably as fit as he's been for a long time and it means an awful lot to him so I'm really excited to see that happen both brothers Ben, Tom and the whole family they're an inspiration to us all they're so strong um, Tom's continued you know to stay involved with the rugby community here in Norfolk helping out with local clubs with coaching and Ben's obviously continued to to do what he's doing for, for England and Leicester. And um, yeah, they're a credit to themselves. They're a credit to the family, how strong they are. Not many people have played for England and the British Lions with their brother, but um, that's something that they'll always have. And it's very special. You've got A-grade talent, but you've got B-grade attitude. I'm not sure if people have come across this terminology but Tom is an example of A grade attitude and, and, and probably B grade talent where his desire and his hard work to improve get better and, and, and never never fall short on on what his own personal standards are have allowed him to have a great career I can't speak highly enough of him he's probably the, the, the most mentally strongest bloke I've ever come across to know him is to love him he's hugely inspirational and in terms of how he's dealt with things and how he's continues to, to tackle things front on. He's obviously done a leadership role at the club when he was captain um, and things have had to, to be cut a little bit shorter than we'd have liked. What he's gone to achieve in the game is a credit to hard work. He was always out on the farm, like he loved farming, so he understood the value of, of working hard, of the value of looking after livestock, the value of bringing in the harvest and, and all those bits. Dad only called upon me if he was absolutely really needed, needed some help. I, hit, I was, had to do sugar beet carting once again. Dad, like, I think he considered anyone, I think he considered even a dog before he eventually asked me to do it and helped. He said, okay, you'll be fine, like, off you go. So whatever you do, just don't hit the front of the beet harvester, which sits in the front of the tractor, like, trims the beet first time, smashed it straight, on the, straight into the front of the beet harvester. I don't have a great uh, track record on the farm and it was it's not my passion and and as, as I mentioned earlier like dad will never never put it on you if, if that's not what you enjoy he's, he's never going to force it upon you where Tom loved that and I think you know some people just thrive in 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 that ability to just find more in themselves you know and um he's done that you know he was same as me struggled academically was able to enjoy himself in the sports field I suppose competitive edge was when we found out we had both had dyslexia, the competitive edge is who had it worse. All those bits kind of shape you in life, don't they? And, and uh, on the back of it, he's gone on and had an amazing career. I couldn't have asked for a better sibling, to be honest with you. I have, I've seen my brother for 32, every day of the year for 32 years, growing up with him. And then, obviously, being a fresh road player with him when uh, he left in September and, uh, and had to go back. It's been a strange time. It's been a tough time, I think. I can find in my brother a lot with what happens professionally because a lot of the things he gets, 
you know, not many people have an industry where you, you can relate to what that person feels and goes through. So you have your highest highs and your lowest lows. And, and how often do people get that at the same time? Not very often. For me, it's, it's, there's a, there's a the void. There's like a, a bit of an emptiness at the moment because I don't get to see him as much as I'd like. It's kind of probably taught me and reinforced just how important we are for each other. So it's, it's weird to think that like I've had all those years together and playing and all that. And then like it's sort of finishing. It's, I wish I knew that that was going to be the last time, you know? The fact that it was something that we'd only ever watched other people do on telly, you know, we'd watch um, Six Nations, for instance, you know, at home as a family and watch that and see these people play for England. It, was not, it wasn't something that you ever kind of saw yourself doing. It's something you, you dreamed about, but, you know, everyone has a, has a dream. It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to happen. And then to have the opportunity to actually play alongside him. And I think the biggest thing for me was, I'd been capped at that point, but the biggest thing for me was that I knew how hard he'd had to work to, to get there. Moving positions, not knowing if that was going to work, going to Nottingham, learning his trade there, and then coming to, back to the Leicester and then, and then sort of going from strength to strength was just was so proud and having the family in the crowd because, yeah, it was just, that, that moment was his moment and it, rightly so because it, it was just, literally was blood, sweat and tears to get there. My name's Lewis Dudlam and I play for Northampton Saints. Oh, ben Young's unbelievable. Such a positive outlook on everything, high energy, you think he'd been about for two, three years. He's been there and about for a very long time and he's still bringing energy to training every single day and enthusiasm and, and making everyone feel feel welcome. So testament to, to Ben, he's, he's unbelievable for this, for this group of boys. I'm Rafi Quirk, I play for Sale Sharks. Ben Young's away from the pitch has been really influential for me. The first game when I was on the bench, he was explaining to me to sort of just go through every scenario in your head. What if I get knocked out in the first 10 minutes and you've got to come on for 70 minutes and control the game? What if I come off in the last 20 and you've got to chase the game? Or He, he taught me through it and walked me through it. Being an England player and I suppose having the experience in the, in the caps, it comes with, I, I believe, a responsibility to help anyone new into the squad to help them settle in as quickly as possible, to make them feel part of it as quickly as possible, to be a resource for them if they need any advice, help, prep, understanding, you know, what it's like to play at Twickenham for the first time, what it's like to go play at other stadiums for the first time, what to expect from training and all that. So that's firstly absolute responsibility of mine is to, to help any youngster that comes through the, through the door. I'm Mark Atkinson, I play at Gloucester. Lenny's a pretty incredible character, the way he's been an absolute top performer. But then also just the, the energy he gives the group. He's constant energy, constantly there for the boys to offer advice. Like I'm letting the team down and I'm letting myself, if I'm not trying to help people, if I'm not trying to give them advice, like that's holding the team's growth back. 
it's a nice thing, isn't it, when you feel like you've helped someone. There's a handful of guys, like I look at Marla, I did under-20s with Marla, did under-20s with Jamie George, I did under-20s with Courtney. Courtney, though, got capped before me, so I feel like me and Courts and, 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 and those guys have been here for, for a good while, but um, as, as I sort of said, really, I guess it's a compliment to all those guys in terms of how they've continued to develop their game and the desire, and, you know, everyone sees you for 80 minutes, but, you know, if they could probably see what the prep and the work you do away, I think they'd probably understand why guys have, have had uh, been here for a while because they sort of see that the hard work that goes into it. The rugby community uh, is so important. You know, they're, they're everyone that comes to watch us at Twickenham, you know, they're the people that tune in on the telly. They're the people that go out and give up their own time on a Sunday morning whether it come rain or shine or frost or snow and, and try and help people enjoy themselves and give up their free time so that youngsters can run around and have fun and, 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 and enjoy the game that they probably once enjoyed. So the, the grassroots stuff is huge and the community that I go back to, whether I go watch a Holt Rugby Club or I go watch North Walsham, I, I take a lot of joy in going back there now and I watch my, my nephews run around and I think, but it only seems like yesterday I was doing that, but I'm looking at them and seeing the smile it brings to them, watching my cousin coach them, which is actually hilarious, watching them trying to coach them. I'm not, I'm not only representing, of course, I'm representing my country and my family and everyone else, but I'm also representing all those youngsters that are going to go to Holt the next day. They don't know where their journey's going to go. I know that I represent them and, and hopefully give them a little bit of inspiration or, or, or makes one of them think, yeah, I can hopefully do the same. I'm 32 now, so I certainly won't be playing at 42, uh, not professionally anyway, so... You know, I will be giving back to the game that I love. I'll be doing probably the Sunday rugby. I'll be doing the, the school or something. And I'll be trying to help out in my local community because the next group comes from grassroots. So I'll, I'll be giving, giving something back to the game for sure.